what it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. He is the first ever, the longest reigning, the best looking, the all-round strongest and bestest Australian deathmatch champion of all time. It is nobody, but now somebody, Callan fucking Butcher. How are you today, my man? I'm fantastic after that intro. Um <laughs> I I don't want to lose the title, but I can't wait until I do so you can say the most attractive is the next person. <laughs> I would never. That's that's your moniker. <laughs> it, it depends who the next champion is, you know. But, yeah. I mean, you're very yeah, high. True, true. You're very high rated on the uh, uh, deathmatch levels, attractiveness, wrestlerness. I don't know what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> I'm a mess. My mind has been burnt out. This entire year has been fucking crazy these first few months but this is my first day of leave this is my first couple of beers in like two months and i'm i'm very happy to just spend my first day of leave uh catching up with you because it's been like nearly a year since we spoke bro yeah you were tell, telling me that before that it was may yeah may, may 2021 just, yeah yeah like I, i've been thinking that this year has gone quick but like since may it has just gone so fast it doesn't feel like that much time at all no but then i i look back at everything that i've done and i've been like oh it has been a has been a <laughs> you're like that's been a, a career year. that's been a career yeah. in a year exactly <laughs> it's it's crazy right because the all the the stuff we've been going through like as a people i guess these last couple of years like these covid years have been like some of the fastest yet longest years of my life in some way like they yeah. seem over in one second but they seem to take ages while they're happening you know um, and yeah, with the end of COVID now, well, not end of it, but like restrictions easing and stuff here in Australia, um, it's very exciting. Lots of stuff's about to happen. The, you know, not here to fuck with spiders too is just around the corner. Um, end of next week, I believe I'm flying over for it finally. So hopefully the world doesn't end again. Cause I think I've canceled about four flights trying to get over to see you guys, uh, when that happens and Alex Cologne's coming over for it too. So uh, yeah, we're all going to be there in Melbourne and you're defending your title, man. That must be surreal almost. Yeah. Uh, just looking at like, as soon as that match graphic went up, as soon as it went out, I'm like, mm, that's, that's the biggest match of my career so yeah, far. Absolutely. And it's happening. Uh, what? Nine days from yeah, today. Yeah. I'm not good at counting, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Let's use the power of a calendar. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, uh, uh. No, yes. Look at this guy. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Nine days, bro. And to yeah, like you said, biggest match of your career. You're already on a worldwide platform, and it's funny because like since I've known you, I've just watched you constantly have the biggest match of your career. You know what I mean? It was like versus the the hundred tube light, you know, hundred tube death match, uh, in the very first ever death match down under show. Then it's like onto the dream tournament and making it all the way through the finals and, and winning it. And then it's like, you know, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And then you're making an other announcements, uh, uh, which we'll get into that and we'll, we'll spend some more time on your other big announcement that you made. It just must feel like fast forward, bro, especially after you guys had to wait so long to even launch, you know, like it was on yeah, pause for years and then suddenly it's just like, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And like the the past year that I've had or year and a half since we started with like DMDU, mm -hmm. 
I look at like the how fast everything has gone, and then I look at places like the states, and like there's a lot of people that don't get that that much momentum behind them, yeah, or have have that that much. I, I think it. I think it's partly because we have less shows yeah in in victoria or australia even like we don't really do weekly shows um we dmd runs like twice a month but that's had a push yeah um yeah like i i think it gives people time to like digest everything and gives people time to catch up before the next show yeah so yeah i think that's that attributes to it a lot but also just DMDU as a product is I think it's the best in Australia. I'm, I'm sure there'll be people that would counter that. They might wear maroon satin jackets or something like that, but <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> fuck anti-deathmatch party. Yeah, fuck um, it, it, what I, I would say about deathmatch down under that I think so great is that like when it launched, like, you know, deathmatch was a taboo in Australia for us, you know, like it, it wasn't a thing. And so people would think like, oh, they're launching this thing. It's going to be a nothing thing and it's just going to be this small shit show and nobody cares about it. But you'll put so much thought into it and really built something that you have uh, – I was literally talking to Corey from Deathmatch Worldwide about this today. We were messaging back and forth about, you know, just the state of wrestling. We talk shit all the time. And we were talking about how – like a lot of wrestling companies are just like dream matches and they don't take time to build stories and stuff. And what you guys did is because you are so isolated, you built your own universe. You know what I mean? You built your own characters. You had new faces and you started to tell stories and built up your own legacy. Like you couldn't just call in whoever was hot and put on dream matches and stuff. You're like, we need to build a foundation here. And what it's done is create something very special that as it progresses, it, it's constantly building on itself and the fan base is constantly rewarded. And then the fact that you guys are out on IWTV and everybody can watch worldwide has created a product that not many others in my eyes do as well because they, they do lean on stuff like dream matches and things like that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, yeah, us being on IWTV was a real big get for us. And I don't know if any others have really like caught on from what we've been doing or like followed led by our example. Um, but I think that it's the best way to get eyes onto a product, especially somewhere as isolated as Australia, mm-hmm. because you don't really hear a lot about wrestling coming out of here. Like you might see like a Brooksy or an UG or a Slex go overseas, but you won't really know their back catalog. Whereas if, people start working with something like IWTV or even fight. Like there's, there's been a few companies that have started with fight fights a little bit more expensive than IWTV, IWTV, you get the subscription and then you can watch everything on it. Whereas fight, you have to pay for the individual pay-per-views, but that that's why I think IWTV is perfect for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, I remember early on there were discussions about, like I was speaking to Joel about it and he wasn't sure if he wanted to go with like a, like a pivot chair, like deathmatch down under pivot chair, or if we wanted to go with IWTV and ultimately it was IWTV because it's the subscription service. And because it had people 
from the States, like Alex Cologne or Schlack or Neil Diamond Cutter or people that like we want to get out here, it gives people that watch our shows an opportunity to one, see what we're doing two see who we're bringing out and then follow up and see what they've done yeah. to become fans of them before they get out here. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes you guys part of the IWTV universe if that makes sense. Like if IWTV was the Marvel universe or, you know, or whatever it may be, you know, where there's different properties within it, it puts you guys on that same sort of level with them. And it also means that people that don't know who you are can easily check you out with a click of a button on a subscription they already have. And that's absolutely crucial because there's definitely other wrestling companies around Australia that I'm interested in and I know of and I've seen clips of and things like that. But maybe I don't want to subscribe to a Vimeo like for a company I don't know. Or maybe I don't want to, and like you say, fight's really expensive. Maybe I don't want to spend $35 or whatever on an unproven property, you know. And there's reviews and stuff, but everybody's only got so much money and stuff. And if you're, if you already have an annual subscription of something like IWTV that can show you thousands of wrestling shows and heaps of good stuff, what are you going to choose? The thing that's already at your fingertips, or are you going to go spend another 30 bucks or whatever to get a fight thing, you know? And so I thought it was so smart, and I'm sure, you know, this may be bigger kickback deals and payments, you know, for wrestling companies if they do things like fight and stuff, but I think you guys were smart putting your time into the exposure of IWTV. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what, what it really came down to was exposure versus more money. Yes. I guess. Yeah, exactly. But like invest in yourselves. Go, you know what? We're not going to make as money on the front end through these streaming options, but what we're going to ensure is that people can see it and they can see it easily. Yeah. And from, from what I understand, like you, you get paid for IWTV, like hours watched mm-hmm. gets converted mm-hmm. and you get paid from that. So like, it's not like you're just putting your stuff up for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, there's so many people watching IWTV. There's so many shows. I have the app on my phone and I'll be at work and I'll get at least three notifications of this show started streaming live now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It, IWTV is really cool. Like I, I love it. Whenever I'm not playing like a video game, I'll just put on IWTV. That's my main go-to streaming service. Same, same, hundred percent. Like it just uh, just on all the time. You know, like you say, like uh, at lunch break at work or whatever. See what's going on, and then the extra content they've been doing is really good as well. Like I didn't mean this uh, show to turn into an ad for <laughs> IWTV real quick. I still do sponsorships or what? Um, but the um, like the day in a lot in the life of a wrestler and. And stuff like that is really cool for like building fan bases and building who these people are, which is really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've I've been meaning to watch the John Wayne Murdoch one. I haven't gotten it's around good. to it yet, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really want to look into that, especially because John Wayne Murdoch's been announced for a tournament that I'll be at very soon. Mm, okay, then. Well, let's not bury the lead, and we'll just talk about that straight away then. So you recently put out on social media, or at least it was put out by Ian Rodden from IWA Mid South that. Callan Butcher will be in King of the Death matches this year, which is pretty epic, man. That's like yeah. the tournament. Yeah, the, that's it, absolutely insane. Um, I remember I was speaking to, I think it was Joel, a couple of weeks prior to it going out. 
and we're talking about like things that we want to do in the states and we both said that king of the death is like a bucket list thing Mm -hmm. that we both want to do it and then it's a funny story about how it all came together um on a few like deathmatch groups ian rotten was putting out like i've just signed a new international star for the king of the death this was the second international star and people like wondering who it was and he said they say uh, all i can say is they say mate a lot <laughs> and then <clears throat> there were like five or six people on that thread that were like is it Callan?" yeah and then i got a message from joel and he's like are you in king of the death yeah i was like i have i haven't heard anything about it it would be really cool <laughs> Yeah. Um, but hearing about that and like, I got a few messages from some other people and I was like, maybe I'll just, just fan the flames a little bit. Yeah. So like I, I found like one of the groups that it was on and like wherever some, somebody said my name, I was just like, I'd really like to do it someday. Like that's a bucket list thing for me. And then, yeah, I added Ian right on Facebook and then I was driving to work the next day yeah. and then it was like 5 a.m. Um, and yeah, I got a message and it was like, Hey, do you have a passport? I'm interested in bringing you over. And it went from there and it was just wow. a whirlwind of a day. That That's a, that's a real shit. Hey, when they just reach out and they're like, and we're going to bring you here. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely crazy. And that's like the goal of a wrestler, right? Like I've had a, a lot of wrestlers on the show and they talk about like Japan being a bucket list or Australia being a bucket list, but not just going, but being flown there. You know what I mean? Like being known enough or wanted enough for somebody like a promoter to reach out and go, we're paying to bring you in. And that shows what they think of you as a, as a wrestler, you know, which yeah. is, is pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I, I know that I put it on my personal Facebook, so anybody that's friends with me would have been able to see it, but uh, like me calling myself the nobody, uh, that that's not like a work or a gimmick. I've never really thought very highly of myself. I've never like thought a lot of myself. Even while I've been working with DMDU, I've been, you know, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. not thinking that I belong in the positions that I'm I'm put in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like getting that message and working out that deal, that was really affirming. Yeah, absolutely. I I think, yeah, like I, I thought like if I was going to make it to like a tournament in the States, it would be like another five years down the line. Mm -hmm. Like I'd probably go over and do a few shows here and there, but it would, it would take me a while to get a position like that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I'm. Because I was looking at planning to do a trip in November, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of a longer trip in the US, mm-hmm. but I didn't know where to start really. And then, yeah, I got that message and it's in August now and I'm going for my first trip to the States to go ki- do King of the Death to be the first ever Australian in the King of the Death match tournament. Yeah, that's so cool. And like, it's not like you're not going to go at that point. It's like work you need to know i'm going at this time and nothing can be done about it. <laughs> like it, it's happening right so yeah I, I haven't told them as of yet because <laughs> i i already have a lengthy chunk of leave Ooh. in july because Ooh. i'm going to so my partner was born in glasgow and their family is all over there yeah. um 
they don't really have any family here except for their parents and their sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll play like uh, my partner and their parents were planning a family trip, mm-hmm. and I got invited to go along. Awesome. So I'm going to uh, UK. So Glasgow, basically, yeah. like uh-huh. Scotland, um, for about 12, 13 days. I'd been trying to get a booking over there, mm-hmm. um, still working on that. So I might have a single date in the UK mm-hmm. to work. I'm not sure if anything is going to come through. If not, I'm going to have a lovely family holiday in... Scotland's the best, man. Yeah. I got engaged in Scotland to my wife, so I had never been there before, but... Anybody that's seen me before would probably guess Scottish uh, ancestry, <laughs> like yeah. big orange beard and all that kind of stuff. But I, I had never been my whole wife. And then uh, we went to Italy for my best friend's wedding. And then we're like, well, if we're flying across the entire world, we'll you know do a bit of a, a tour around and kind of hit all the major cities. And then ended in Scotland. Uh, we were staying in Edinburgh and kind of went to Glasgow and a bunch of different ones. But we went out to Isle of Skye and that's where I asked her to marry me. And like... When I tell you that going like to Scotland was like, this is where I was meant to be my whole life. I could feel like Highlander. I could feel the energy of my ancestors <laughs> coursing through the grass. I could see myself like one of like I'm Christopher Lambert walking over the Highlands, and I was looking down on my own body as I felt like I was finally home. It's an amazing place to go. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. you, you're gonna I, love it. Great I hope I get an experience like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you I, have any Scottish ancestry? You might not. I Aaron I don't know if I have Scottish ancestry. My dad and my dad's side of the family are Welsh. Oh. So so you got a toe in. You got a toe in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit, a little bit of a it's Celtic. I think it's Celtic. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some some Celtic ancestry there at least. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'll get a chance to go to Wales. I know that it's like a little bit far away. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I am planning to at least try and get one wrestling booking over there. Yeah. If I have the uh, deathmatch title with me, then yeah. I can make a make a defense over there. You but, might, you might be, uh, you can start the the first steps to turn into a, a real world title by yeah, uh, defending exactly. it on di- different content. Surely you can book a show when you when you got a target like that on your back. I I'm hoping so. Um, I'm talking to a few people, trying to trying to know. trying to work something out. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's looking like I will have something while I'm over there. Yeah. So that's how does the uh, how's the family <clears throat> that you're traveling with feel about death matches? Like hanging out with uh, a bloody uh, Callan after <laughs> after they they have been to more shows than my parents have oh really so they're yeah they're old hat about it at this stage yeah they they came to the first dmdu show the oh, 100 wow. light tube okay. one yeah. um they didn't really know what to expect uh my partner's dad wasn't really feeling it but the surprising thing was my partner's mom i, I saw her like the front row right at the guardrail just like Loving psyched it. out of it psyched out yeah. of her mind while glass was flying everywhere that's awesome yeah um and then they came to our last show taking back sunday mm-hmm. two yes uh there was a point where Lockie and i were fighting up a set of stairs and my ass was like two inches away from my partner's dad's face <laughs> uh, so i copped a little copped a little bit of shit about that <laughs> afterwards but 
That's cool. That's that's really yeah. cool. They're so supportive and uh, have been there for it. I mean, I'm I mean that they call me a dickhead every time that I come home and I'm covered in cuts and blood and yeah. whatever. But yeah, they're they're supportive. They're yeah. yeah, they don't quite get it, but whatever it is, they they are they are supportive. Yeah. That's 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 really cool. Yeah. Well, they can see you're making strides with it, so you know. Uh, at the end of the day, everyone's going to have their own thing. So it's just about <laughs> about kind of embracing what people do, right? I was going to ask you, I, I recently watched the um, three-way that you had with Will Walker and Mad Dog, which I loved, by the way. It was so good. Uh, you did a lot of tube biting in that. I was like, man, you wouldn't want to eat a salt and vinegar crisp anytime <laughs> soon after that because I reckon that would be somewhat brutal. Yeah, well, that was the first time that because I've been through tubes a few times. That was the first one where you could see blood like yes. coming out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm relatively good friends with Akira from the states, yes. and that's mm-hmm. kind of just like whenever one of us bites through tubes, we just message each other and be like, "I did this today." Um, <laughs> He's yeah, that, them that, all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm trying to get to that level because if Joel and Alex have the blood fighters, then Alex and uh, Akira and I can be glass eaters or something. I thought you guys said the blood biters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just start tagging with Edge and be a bunch of vampires. Yeah, that would be cool. I saw, uh, <laughs> I was just shared a video before I got online with you here of, of uh, Edge's WrestleMania entrance, but they had redubbed the music to like Evil's House of Torture theme. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, make it happen. <laughs> make it yeah. happen right now. Yeah, I, I saw somebody tweet on Mania Day, and it's they, they said um, this version of Edge is just House of, Tor- House of Torture Edge. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. Made, that made me giggle, just black it. and purple. Yeah, I have no problem with that in any way. That's <clears> awesome. Um, that match, while we're just sitting on it, if anybody hasn't seen it, it was – hang on, which event was it? I want to make sure I don't fuck it up. It was the How I Spent My Summer Vacation – Three-way between uh, Callan, Will Walker, and Mad Dog. Man, what a fucking fun time that was. It was so good. Mad Dog with the Boston Crab on the cage. That was the move of all time. That that was painful while I was up there, but I watched it back, and I just couldn't help but laugh. Like, what kind of a sick, twisted individual gets on top of a shark cage and goes... I'm going to try a submission. I know. He really is the maddest of dogs. Like- <laughs> he is. He is. Um, that match is easily, in my opinion, the most chaotic yeah. match that so we've fun. had at, yeah. at DMDU. Um, yeah, it was just... Because we don't do multi, multi-people yeah. matches a lot. It was how to do it, though. It was how to do a three-way death match. Like, it wasn't like, oh, someone's having a sleep on the on the ground. You guys were going the whole time. Like, it was really, really well done. It felt like all three were in the ring, like, basically the entire time. And it felt like, to me, like, you know, like the legend, the present, and the future was how, how that felt to me. Like, and it was, it was, I can't commend you guys enough. I loved that match. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah, that's... Easily one of the favorite matches, my favorite matches that I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, that was like over a month ago now. And yeah. from when Will Walker did the, like the springboard cutter yes. onto me mm-hmm. off the side of the cage, mm-hmm. um, I got like a nasty cut on my elbow and it's still like Ooh. real swollen. Yeah. Now. Okay. I can like, say it. Oh, yeah, Jesus that, Christ. 
it, it's gone down a lot. Is that your elbow? Um, or is that a free, an extra bump for free? That's an extra bump for free. <laughs> okay, is there glass yeah. in it? I think so. Ooh. I think I think there might be glass. I went to the doctors the other day, but there was so many people waiting that I didn't really get a chance to. But overnight, it like that was a month ago. It's been puffed up since, but overnight last night, it's gone down about fifty percent. I want to say. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'll see how it goes by the weekend, and then. You've eaten enough glass now, your system knows what it is. It's just absorbing it into the bloodstream at this stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it's a firm lump. Like, the, it's yeah. not, it doesn't feel painful or anything. Yeah, yeah so it's just, just there. It's not causing me any pain, so. One thing I, I will about? say, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I once um had, like, my arm jammed in a car door, right? Like, so I was out... Uh, helping a customer load something into a car and the wind took the back of this Land Cruiser and slammed like the door onto my arm. And I had mm. a similar thing happen where I just had this huge, like brutal bruise grow up and I had them checked out and stuff. And it wasn't like a broken bone or anything like that. It was just like literally a bruise and sort of muscle buildup that was that savage and it took ages to go down, but that's just what it was. It was just kind of like trauma, you know? Yeah. 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 So, I'm, I'm hoping that it's just something like that. Like, yeah, it, it's just like like I said, it's not causing me any pain. Like it's not restricting my arm movement at all. Yeah. So if it starts getting worse, then I'll go get it checked out. But as of now, I mean, I've got a death match on Sunday. So <laughs> maybe you can cut uh, it out. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I only wear one elbow pad because I lost my other one. But I'm I'm sure I'll land on my elbow a bit of glass. It'll just cut it open and then we'll see what's in there. Exactly. Maybe there's something in there. Maybe there isn't. But then that's yeah, exactly. A, it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, can we rewind a little bit? Because I, I want to talk to you about the Dream Tournament because it was so important uh, for DMDU. Also the first like real Australian deathmatch tournament. And I feel like one of the better done deathmatch tournaments that I've ever seen. I'm obviously incredibly biased because I like, love you all, <clears throat> but like it was really well done. And how did that whole thing play out for you like if you rewind to the you know the start of the day obviously there would have been a lot of nerves it's going to be your first tournament you're going to be wrestling a, a few matches and bleeding a lot how do you mentally prepare for that man because that would have been intense i was the week leading up to it mm -hmm. i was a nervous wreck mm -hmm. like i was at work and i was just i just couldn't like focus on anything because it was just like you said, it was the first deathmatch tournament in Australia. Like, there was a lot riding on it. Like, if that tournament had been shit, like, that might have been make or break for DMDU. Yeah. I I believed in it fully. I, I thought that we were telling all the right stories, that it would make it something really special. But I knew that a lot was riding on me, so I was I was a little bit nervous. And then I woke up the day of, and I was pretty calm be honest yeah it was like the the calm before the storm type thing like i was just focused and i was ready to go mm -hmm. and got to the venue saw the shark cage for the first time and just was felt sick because... <laughs> i love the shark cage it's the fucking coolest shit yeah there, there's a picture of me standing on top of it yeah. and i was just like oh i don't i don't want to do this it's it it is not stable it it doesn't look it <laughs> yeah no it's <laughs> Like you stand up there, it's not 
especially when it's in a ring, like rings move around because they got the boards and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like that. That was probably the only time I was like really feeling scared at all that day. Um, but yeah, like once st- people started coming in, I started seeing all the weapons being built. I joined in. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm becoming a lot better of a weapons builder, but um, yeah, no, I was just, I was calm and I was ready to make history. And that's exactly what not only me, but all eight of us in that tournament, that's what we all did. That's something that's yeah really cool to me. Do you when when you're with a group of people like that, you're all obviously competing against each other, but you're sort of have a, a goal as well as a team where you're wanting to, you know, put on the best possible show. Is that something where you all sort of huddle up beforehand, or is everybody in an individual corner, nobody speaking, they're focused on their own goal, or is it like a a bit of a team mentality where it's like let's fucking kill this. I, I, I think it was definitely a, a team mentality. Like, we're all hyping each other up before each and every match. Mm-hmm. Everybody was hyping each other up. Like, even even at the end, like, you can see how we're all just standing in the ring because we were all proud of what we were able to accomplish. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that moment at the end, more than, more than, like, winning the match and winning the title, like, that moment in the at the end when all of us were standing in the ring, I think that's, like, my most precious memory from that because, yeah, yeah it was, like, the first and only t- first time ever and you only get one. Yeah. And it, all those people there deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Was that um, your first title ever? Not my first title ever. But my first singles title. Yeah, okay. Um, there was there's a promotion. I think they've changed their name now. They were called Gold Class Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought me and my tag partner, Smacks, Sicko Smacks. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, they brought me and him in for a little bit of a run, and we like on our first show we won the tag belts, mm-hmm. and then like it was a it was messy i we we didn't get the belts put on us because of our work we got the belts put on us because mainly because of smacks's look like he had the mask and stuff yeah, and the yeah. promoter really, really liked that intimidating and big yeah and, yeah yeah so i i never really felt like it was it was a story anything. it was yeah i i get what you're saying it was like an angle and that's like sort of what, what you guys were going for whereas this would have felt like a culmination of what even as a team that everybody in DMDU has been working for, and then to be standing there yourself, not only like just surviving a deathmatch tournament, you know what I mean, and going through those matches and putting your body through through that is crazy. And then to be there standing at the end and be the one that's like, I'm the guy now, like that must be a, a feeling unlike no other. You know what I mean? It's teamwork, but it's also like, I've been fucking working for this for so long. I've been training to be a wrestler. You know what I mean? I've been like trying and I was throwing Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I was like doing things <laughs> and I did this tag thing and it didn't work out and I was going to give up and then I named myself nobody and then fast forward and then you're there. It, it must have been really emotional, man. It must, have, it must have been crazy. I was so happy for you when I saw it happen. Obviously, I'm, I'm watching you and Joel in there. And either way, I feel like it's a win. Like, I love you both. You've both been so supportive of me. And then to to see 
to see it play out. Like I, I couldn't have been more happy. I was like, man, what a, what a fucking ride these people have been on. You know, like it, yeah, yeah I, I was so happy for you, man. Yeah, that that night was probably probably the happiest night of my life. Yeah, like even uh, though I was cut up and yeah. the shower yeah. that <laughs> night was the rough. worst. Yeah. It was the worst thing I've ever felt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that entire night was really special. Um, like in in my speech afterwards, I cried like three times, and like I I cry a lot. Like I'm just a bit of an emotional person. I cried watching Total Divas once, but that was <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> but like that moment, that was. It, it was a lot of like being proud of what we've all accomplished. And it, like, there, there was part of it that was like, I'm the guy now, but there was also a part of it that was like, Oh shit, I'm the guy now. <laughs> like, uh, I, I can't, I can't just put my, pull my foot off the gas now. Like I have to go full steam ahead. Yeah. So. Yeah. You'd feel yeah, that. I, you'd feel that weight. I feel like, I mean, I'm not a wrestler, man. Like, but I've watched a lot of wrestling, you know, in my life. And since I've become like a deathmatch fan and stuff, there must be, like, I don't know, there's, when you put yourself through the stuff that you guys put yourself through, there's, there's like a level of sort of punishment you go through that like when you are all said and finished, there must be like, I fucking earned this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's that, crazy. that, that, that's kind of like my moment for that is after after a death match i walk straight up to the bar and they have one of the uh the venom cherry sours sitting there for me delicious uh last time they had the last time they had two cherry sours there for me and that's my that's my i've earned this moment is yeah. when i crack open one of them crack them together they, like stone cold and skull them right there at the bar <laughs> those those venom cherry sours are the nectar of the gods are they going um, to be on sale at this coming but, show because I've yet to have a Venom beer in real life. I only know them from the show. If they're not, I'm going to be real mad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to make sure that there are. Yeah, please. Because I will be sharing yeah. one with you because I'm very, very interested for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really like those cherry sours there. Um, yeah, Venom's cool. Uh, I'll put, put over the sponsor. <laughs> Venom beer. Hesitantly puts over the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like I'm not on commentary. I don't really do the plugs, so yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do commentary though. Yeah. You should. You surely you can do it. You're the champ. Just walk up and take a headset. Yeah, but I'm on like every single show, so yeah, I can't yeah, do commentary yeah. and and wrestle. I'm not mm. Pat McAfee. I mean, you probably could. Like you just like yeah. Well, I mean, actually, if you've just done a death match, you may not want to do it after. But uh, you could <laughs> rock out earlier in the show and watch your competition. You're not going to hurt anyone. Get in their heads. Yeah, just don't do it like Joel did, where you end up fucking losing the title within moments of <laughs> coming out <laughs> again. Yeah, I told him what to do. I told him to FedEx me the belt the moment he he won it. I'm like, get it in the post, so you don't need to defend it. Uh, he defended it, and look what happened. Yeah, made a mistake. <laughs> you you went against you went against two time king of the death match, Eric Ryan. Yeah. That's, that's what, your own that's fault. You accepted the match, champion. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Can we talk about? Talk about two days of perfect shows for ICW No Holds Barred. We're gonna we're gonna jump off you for a second and talk about your partner in crime, Joel Bateman, for a second. Yeah. 
And I'd love to get your opinion on watching that play out because, again, that's somebody you're very close with and you're watching him on the other side of the world wrestling for a promotion that you really enjoy. I know you're also an ICW No Holds Barred fan. When I wake up in the morning and turn that on and all the bullshit goes down, the what's up motherfuckers, the like, I don't want to wait any longer, all that shit happens. And then I get to see Joel Bateman, you know, I hear, hear the the opening uh, ditch of Goanna uh, player and Joel comes out. It was, it was just so awesome, man. And then when he, he wins, I, I couldn't believe it, you know, like it was just so awesome. Like it was, I sent like uh, my friends, uh, a voice message, I was speaking to Corey and Jeremy uh, and I was just like, yes, just full voice. <laughs> screaming like, like a girl, you know, like what was it like for you, bro? Um, so funny enough that when, when Joel was having that match, that was the same day as, um, summer vacation. Oh, so, you were wrestling. You were doing that show. Yeah. So we were doing ring crew. Like we were setting up the ring, setting up the venue. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was like the match before it, we finally got the projector working. Uh, so we chucked it up on the projector. We all sat around the ring for when Joel came out. As a team, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. probably 20 of us just sitting around the ring, all glued to this one projector screen, uh-huh. watching Joel do his thing and that's one headbutt later and he's the so good American deathmatch champion. And there was like five of us were crying. I was one of them because I cry <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were all so proud. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that was that was really special. And then, yeah, the next day I woke up feeling all sorry for myself after that triple threat death match. And then, me and my partner we put on, um, so that was that was Pit Fighter where he won it. Yep. And then No Holds Barred, yeah, we put that on, watched him beat Akira. Great which, match. Like, and everybody would have been thinking like, okay, he's won it. Probably drop it to Akira the next day. Doesn't wins again, which is killer. Yeah. yeah, and that, that was just the entire time that that match was happening. I just kept shouting for the realm because <laughs> Akira, Joel, and I, I'm not, if if you're not familiar with me, uh, we all play Minecraft together, uh, Minecraft Realms. I've heard you guys talk about this. I, I, yeah. I know Minecraft is like a video game that involves block people or something, and that's the end of my understanding of what it is. Yeah, well, so... Is when it like Akira- Lego Online? It, it's kind of like Lego. Oh, okay, I'm interested like, already. Yeah, maybe I, like, maybe I need to know more about this Minecraft situation. Lego with murder. Um, okay. Because okay. Uh, when Akira first joined the realm, he joined the realm uh, while a group of us had already been playing for, for like a month, two months. Right. So, so he, he comes in mm-hmm. all, all like no armor or anything. Yeah. Uh, Joel's got like a god bow. <laughs> Uh, trying to show Akira how to get to it to our home base so he can start building, and then Joel just shoots him in the head. <laughs> Immediately so, executes him. So there was part of me that was rooting for rooting for Joel to retain the title and bring it back here so I can beat him for it. Absolutely. But there was also part of me that was rooting for Akira to finally get his his justice. Yeah. yeah. Minecraft and that, and that was that was robbed of him. So yeah, uh-huh. I hope that. I know Joel's announced that he's going for another tour. I hope that Akira can get his justice finally. <laughs> Joel comes out and Akira just like shoots him with a bow and arrow. 
and and then you'll get one of those messages from me and it'll just be yes i can't wait i'm ready for it you hear that Akira? <laughs> you need to uh you need to invest in a good quality bow and arrow you need to pierce yeah. immediately take up archery lessons kid yeah exactly you've got time he's got a couple of months before he goes yo let me stop you right there i just need to holler at everybody and tell them about nordvpn this service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to like pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So, if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and at one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So, yeah, nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels. Now, let's get back to the interview. But yeah, man, that was it was just killer and the the two shows were so well balanced. And then obviously the number one contender match happens, Eric Ryan wins, calls out Joel, just puts on another banger match, his third in two days. It was absolutely killer. But once you get snagged in that snuff stomp, it's it's lights out, it's like he's not dead. Uh but but what a showing for himself and what a way to make an absolute splash into the American deathmatch scene. And yeah, then then yeah. that began a like tour de force of just banger shows, man. And like who just gets to rock out a 200 light tube death match with Matt Tremont, you know? Yeah, like, in absolutely insane. Yeah, dude. Like there, there was like this time last year, none of us thought that we'd ever be able to get the chance to wrestle Matt. Yeah. Then comes we, out of retirement. Yeah, well, you then, thought he was done. Like, and yeah. then here he is just still putting on bangers, still telling stories, wrestling Anita, like crazy stuff. And like, yeah, it, and it was just a killer match. Both guys like tell such good stories. Like I can't talk enough about how well Joel tells stories in the ring, you know, and like both of them together was just magic, I thought. And yeah, knowing Joel as well as I do, that was, that was absolutely a dream match for him. No doubt, no doubt. Like, um, yeah, I, I messaged him as soon as the final bell mm-hmm. hit. I was just, I'm so fucking proud of you. Like you just <laughs> you just wrestled Matt Tremont. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. That that was really cool. Like Matt Tremont's been one of my favorites since I discovered Deathmatch. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Between him and Danny Havoc, they they'd be my top two. Yeah. Um. And yeah, seeing seeing somebody that I know so well and I talk to on a daily basis be able to go out there and just absolutely tear it up with one of the best to ever do it. Uh, insane. It's just it's and, nuts. Yeah. And it it just goes to show like how good Joel is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I beat him for the deathmatch title at Dream, but on any given night he could beat me for that. I thought you're gonna be like, so imagine how fucking good I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I considered it. But, but again, start cutting a promo on him right now, but <laughs> 
but yeah, dude. I, yeah, I was so proud of him and so happy for him. And like, that's not even talking about the other matches. I haven't seen the the rest of the Hood Slam tournament, but uh, my boy, the Dread King Logan from Midwest Scum, Ruthless Pro Hood Slam uh, was uh, or Horror Slam and stuff was uh, live stream me Joel and Tommy Vendetta. So I was watching yeah. it on his phone live, which was awesome. Um, I I loved the uh, the match with with Cass uh, and like yeah. just being a part of an angle with Tony Nice. Like, it's like, yeah, I, I didn't realize that, yeah, yeah. that Tony Nice is a deathmatch down under ally, but apparently, yeah, exactly. He's playing <laughs> off. Get him in, bring him in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just killer, man. And I feel like Australia now that like travel restrictions are done we're starting to see like Australia already making an impact in America and I'm I'm just so excited to see where you all take it. Yeah. Well, yeah, like like I said um with me being the first Australian in King of the Death match and then I'm not going alone. I'm yep. bringing Vixen over Vixen. with me. Mm-hmm. Vixen's going to be in Queen of the Death match. Yep. That's absolutely insane. Like, considering how long Vixen has been doing it and the multiple Japan tours, she's mm-hmm. never wrestled in the States. Yeah. That's crazy. And yeah. Like, seeing the people that is getting announced, I'm just praying that we get Vixen versus Ludark. Oh, that'd be like, killer. It, that, I, I'd like to second bell in her matches just because i want to soak up everything that i can yeah Um, yeah. especially if it's that match because i want to get the best seat in the house yeah absolutely you should totally do that well it should let you but (laughs) yeah well i mean yeah like the the only australians there the first two australians to be there yeah you gotta get each other's back yeah just go out there and represent represent australia represent deathmatch down under yeah I, I can't like, say enough good things about Vixen either. What like a what a weapon of a, a yeah. wrestler, you know? Like yeah. tells such good stories. Like that noble rope barbed wire was no joke. She's just so killer. Yeah, and Vixen's been a mentor of mine throughout my deathmatch yeah. journey. Like even before that, like and a tag the, team the, partner of yours too, if I remember. And, really and, and a tag team partner, and as a roll on an opponent. Yeah, and. Vixen kicked my ass in that match. Like she could have pulled out the win. Yeah. I I was the better person on the night, but Vixen is an incredible talent. Mm-hmm. And looking at the rest of that list for Queen of the Death, uh Vixen's gotta be a favorite going into yeah. it. Watch out. Vixen is, is an absolute machine and I've I've felt firsthand the things that she's able to do. Mm-hmm. And if I was anybody else in that tournament, I would be shitting myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and not just like such an intimidating presence and accomplished wrestler, but like the resume is just crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's so, it's so crazy. She's never been to the States before. You know what I mean? Because like there's just such a veteran. And so, yeah, they're, they're going to be like, who's this uh, this new young upstart on the scene? <laughs> but that's not the case. She's going to mow you, mow you down. Like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see uh, what what you both achieve. And and it's great that you guys get to go together and, like, get each other's back and, and do all that. Yeah, and it, it's somewhat comforting knowing that there's going to be somebody there that I – have met before, yeah. even though like a lot of these people I've spoken to online for the past two years, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. 
like I, like I said to you before offline, I haven't really thought about who I'm going to wrestle mm-hmm. yet just because I'm so like excited to just go and meet these people that I've been online friends with for two years to like see them in person and go have a beer with them. Like I know Lauren from your dose of death lives in in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lives in Chicago. And like we've already said that go get a beer while I'm over there. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that I'm really, that's the stuff that I'm really looking forward to is just being able to meet people and then be the, not only the first Australian in King Death, but the first Australian to win it. Hey, there we go. That's what's up. Coming in as the champ, hopefully, and and then uh, defend it all the way through the tournament and then become the new King of the Death uh, and the Australian Deathmatch champion. I don't know if, if if I'm champion, I don't know if the title will be on the line through the tournament. But <laughs> you got to defend it. It's will, the way it works. <laughs> I, I will try my best to, to have it with me by the time I go and then to bring it with me. Yeah, exactly. Now, that that's totally killer, man. So but before we wrap up here, uh, let's quickly just run down spiders a little bit, buddy, because it's coming up very soon and I need to get hyped as if I couldn't yeah. already be more more hyped than I am. I will also say that as well that what you're talking about right now about being excited to meet people that you've known for two years is kind of how I feel about meeting all of you in a couple of weeks. I said to Joel, I'm like, hopefully you're all as nice as you are online and I don't get bullied like the moment I arrive. <laughs> because I'm like, oh no, luckily I've got my wife with me and she's way tougher than I am, but she's recovering from gallbladder surgery. So <laughs> I, I am just hoping that you can hold your alcohol because you've got a lot of beers to have with people I when you get here. love the thought of that and I'll be doing my very, I'm Look, I'm getting my training in as we speak right now. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I, but I cannot wait. I cannot tell you yeah. like how excited I am to finally get over and to see one of the shows live, uh, and yeah, and to to see you all in person. You know, it's gonna be gonna be so killer. I obviously have been so excited about Deathmatch Down Under since it happened, and try my best to support wherever I can. And so it's going to be insane to see it in real life. Like I still yeah. think they're going to be like, oh, and by the way, no more flights for the fucking rest of the month, and then I've got to cancel them again. You know. Yeah, but what a show for you to for your first live show for DMDU. Mm-hmm. Like this card is stacked. It is stacked. And Tell me about I it. I know. Tell I know that they've promoted Alex and I as yes. the main event. Um, mm-hmm. There is so many hard acts to follow. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got Joel and Charlie Evans in a rematch again. That is yeah crazy. And Joel tweeted out today he tweeted out just a picture of the bed of nails and charlie evans you keen so i don't i don't know what they've got planned i don't know what they're going to be doing but if they're using the bed of nails like come on man like that's crazy man yeah like yeah i hate it and if if you go back to was it sandcastles last year Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, you go back and watch their first match. Like you see the stuff that they're willing to put each other through. Crazy. They might be f- good friends. They might be mate club, but like <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna tear each other apart. And yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see that unfold. Like You're wild. Yeah, two absolutely incredible human beings, but two absolutely violent human beings. Exactly, and those are the worst ones. Like, like when you're <laughs> friends and you're like, "Great, now we get to kill each other consensually." 
Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that, that means that you hit them harder yeah, because exactly. there's there's less hard feelings after it. Absolutely. So that's the scary part. But um, they their first match was so nuts. Charlie obviously put on so many bangers in DMDU before like lockdowns happened and she couldn't come back and stuff. Like I feel like she was on a tear towards becoming a mainstay, you know, and then obviously things changed and then she went to the, like couldn't get there and then had to go to the States and stuff. So I'm sure she's looking to come back and make an impact. Yeah. And to lead off of that, Charlie went to the States to go meet the love of her life, she Everett did. Connors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe, because Edward Dusk has released a promo. Yes. I believe that we're going to get Everett Connors versus Edward Dusk. Or that if Which, uh, <laughs> I think there's yet uh, we're, when we're talking now, there's yet to be a, a response from Everett Connors. I'm sure it'll just be like, let me know. But like <laughs> that promo, can can Edward Dusk get better every single time I see him? Like he's just so good. I I think so highly of him. Um, I can't wait. Like he his match with Royce was insane. Like he's just on an upward trajectory that like can't be stopped and like the promos the the matches his ability his body transformation everything like he's got everything it takes man and and him versus one of the hottest up-and-coming young stars in independent wrestling right now is gonna be crazy i can't believe i'm gonna see potentially see everett connor's in australia yeah absolutely insane um, but that being said, Everett Connors is very good. Everett Connors is very mm-hmm. quirky and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it might also be the last time anybody ever sees Everett Connors because Edward Dusk is probably one of the scariest individuals that I've ever met. It's not the most he... balanced individual. I like him a lot, but I, I wouldn't say he's my most sane friend. Like, <laughs> if, if, we're, if we're talking strictly wrestling, I think, honestly... Pound for pound, one of one of the best wrestlers in this country. Period. I would agree. Top, 100%. top five. Um, he's going to hate me for saying that. I, mean, I hope he doesn't put a curse on me. Um, it's but, not him you need to worry about. It's the Eternals. So yeah, about. that's true. Yeah. Um, as long as I don't, as long as I don't get targeted for this fucking ritual that he's doing. But he, we saw what he did to Delta, like just obliterated her knee with a steel chair. Yeah. Um, I am not looking forward to seeing what he has in store for Everett at all. Yeah, and he's he. When I spoke to him, and this was like nearly a year ago, he had talked about the idea of increasing his violence at Deathmatch Down Under. So it's obviously something he's been brewing. So yeah, I would watch you back. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the only way that he can increase his violence is if he starts like actually just straight up murking people. So. <laughs> <laughs> just executions. Um, so I think management might need to keep an eye on that, but it doesn't look good for Everett. No, it doesn't. But, hey, I mean, we talk about the guy who, you know, beat uh, beat Bateman in the cage. Like, he is a very talented young wrestler with the entire world in front of him. So uh, either way, I, I can't believe I'm going to see it. <laughs> it's it's yeah. nuts, yeah. Yeah, and then, like... There's that match. There's Joel and Charlie. There's Big Dude Energy yes, versus Misspent Youth for the tag titles. For the um, titles, yes. 
uh, something's been going on with Misspent Youth lately. Mm. Uh, they've been, honestly, they've been a bunch of dickheads, to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, I really like Murdoch and Asia, but I Not like they're very yet. talented. They don't need to be doing what they're doing. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's because they're jealous of BDE and how incredibly talented they are in their first year and how big and dudish they are how big and dudish they are how much <laughs> the fans just absolutely adore them yeah yeah like they they ooze charisma mm. like they got more charisma in their little fingers than most people have in their entire bodies and lives they're so, so they're so good man and so talented they're like finisher that they did the first first time they appeared on dmd was like nuts i was like that's so innovative i mean the 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 bdsm the big dude slam move yeah (laughs) is that what it's called yeah that's the best thing i've ever heard for a start and (laughs) it's amazing uh and yeah maybe you're right maybe misspent youth are screwed uh yeah like i i can see uh See some BDSM in Murdoch's future. <laughs> Big dude slam move. These motherfuckers, <laughs> man. That's too funny. <laughs> How much supposed to cover this shit? Well, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's really great to hear. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But yes, uh, don't improve of the tactics, but again, going to be an absolute banger. What's before that, bud? Uh, there's also another tag team that... They they had a match against each other at summer vacation, and then at DMDU taking back Sunday too, they tagged together against SGB. That's Chanel Phoenix and Jordan Sampson. Yes, yeah, cool. that's just units. Two absolute MMA weapons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't hear Sampson's name and not say I want to talk to Sampson. Like every <laughs> time I hear him, but him them like against each other was killer. I was like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. And then the fact they've just become friends, like that's so yeah, dangerous. I, I, I think that it was it was a bit of a respect thing. Like yeah. they're both mm-hmm. they're both like legit fighters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Could... I, like I'm pretty sure Samson is is K one trained. Really? Like okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're both absolute weapons. Mm-hmm. And then they've got one of the best one of the best wrestlers in Queensland wrestling in said matters. Mm-hmm. And the newest addition to Melbourne wrestling, Tali. Mm. Like that's that's a tag match I'm really looking forward to because we haven't had said matters, we haven't had Tali. I'm hoping that this isn't the last time we've got Tali as she's moved down to Melbourne where we're based out of. Mm-hmm. But they've also got to go up against Chanel and Samson, yeah. two MMA murderers. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that um like around the time we were doing all the promo leading up to Dream Tournament, um, I was others were talking about Chanel, you know, other interviews and stuff I had, and and this this person's in here working out like every day of the week kind of thing. Like they're like Chanel is a murderer, like yeah. <laughs> like just about Chanel, it. yeah, yeah. Chanel is an absolute machine. Yeah. Trains more than anyone I know other than maybe her biggest rival in DMDU, Gore. Like, they they probably train about the same. Every single time that I see Chanel wrestle, she just gets better and better. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're going to be a tag team forever or if they're just allies that uh, 
getting by with each other for now, but I I can't wait to see what's in Chanel's future and Samson as well. Yeah, if they if they can get on the same page, they could just take a run straight to the titles because that's two incredibly dominant individuals on the same page. Like, what are you fucking gonna do? Like, I mean, you're obviously gonna do the big dude slam move and win, but if <laughs> but if it's not big dude energy, then you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's just two horses that are coming. Doesn't matter if it's tag gold, singles gold. Like they yeah. they come in to take over. And that's yeah. that's something scary to see coming up. <laughs> that's scary. That's because a team, they're both man. I love super it. talented. Yeah. Samson is only in his first or second year in in wrestling. Yeah, wow. Like, and he's already throwing people around like crazy. So he didn't come off yeah. in that scramble. Like he didn't come off like a a new wrestler. You know what I mean? He came off like he knew what the fuck was up, and. And yeah, he he fit right in and played his part perfectly. I thought. Yeah, and he and I have had had some talks. He's interested in doing death matches. Really? He, yeah, yeah. He might so, need to wear some shoes if he's going to do that. Cut uh, feet well, are not something I can deal with. I I've seen him uh, in a match with York using swinging around light tubes and stuff. No shoes. That is gross. That's <laughs> fucked up. You're, Call the if I was at the venue and I saw him enter and they told me it was going to be a death match, I'd dial two zeros and then I would wait till the bell rings. And then if glass was shattered, I would call the third zero and then I would call the police to escort him out because that's so much fucked up shit. I've, I've taken Kenzans, they got lodged in my skull, I've had syringes pushed through my cheeks. That's all fine. I'll take that any day of the week. Feet are off limits. Put, feet, you, nah, you try and put glass in the bottom nah. of my feet. No, nah. no, nah. nah. it's all right. we've got a problem. Like that's yeah. where you, you pull a gun on somebody if they do. Yeah, that. that's <laughs> that's fucked up. That's one of the worst things that you can do to a human, and he does it to himself. Oh. What are you supposed to do about that? Like, <laughs> just you guys need don't... to fire him. He can't be in. He can't be in it anymore. <laughs> he can't be in it. I'm writing that, him off. That, Go to the next match. I can't. I can't deal with this guy. What's 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 else is there? Uh, we've got uh, a four way match. It's not listed as a death match, uh, but it's got Xavier Black, uh, Vixen, York, and the returning Damian Rivers. Oh, my boy! The, yeah, Australia's most violent man. Um, yeah. It says it's not a death match, but there's an awful lot of people that like to swing around some glass. Yeah, so I, I don't know what with what uh, <laughs> management have been thinking about that, but I'm enjoy. I'm interested to see it. Yeah, uh, four ways are notorious for not having disqualification, so I don't know if they're if they really just going to bring it? out the weapons themselves. Mm. I don't know what the plan is, York. Very good heavyweight wrestler. Yes. He can wrestle normal wrestling. He doesn't doesn't need the weapons to show his power. Very good with the weapons, but he doesn't need it. Same with Vixen. Damien, incredible wrestler. Likes to get very violent with weapons, but if he's not allowed to, he can get by. Same with Xavier Black. Xavier Black was my first mentor getting into this business. Um I know that he can be a very dangerous man, so I'm I'm very interested to see how that one plays out. Yeah, 
because that could get very violent very quick with or without weapons. Yeah, exactly. Regard, regardless of weapons or not, that's going to be chaotic because they're just violent individuals. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I may, I may need those two zeros dialed just when that match starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's four killers right there. <laughs> i got a um, panic alert on me at all times. <laughs> Uh, we've also got another title match, the yeah. heavyweight title match between Royce Chambers and Kid Ooh. Valiant, which is just, that's going to be insane. It is going to be like, insane. Kid Valiant has been on the run of his life lately. Like, didn't get the win against Robbie Eagles, but held his own against Robbie fucking Eagles. Like, yeah. former IWGP junior heavyweight champion mm-hmm. and Kid Valiant hold, held his own. Um, and he's yeah, and I mean, how old's this kid? Like he's still relatively he's, new, and he was in there going toe to toe. Yeah, he's what nineteen? Jesus Christ, nineteen years old, and he's already this good. Like, wow. and he's pinned Royce before. Like yes. it might have been Dusk pushed Royce off the <laughs> the top rope, but. Hey, Dusk is going to be in the building. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It might happen again. Yeah, exactly, Dusk, yeah. Dusk might just fuck Royce over. So that one, that I'm, one is a match of the night contender for sure. I know that I'm in uh, a match that could, could be given that distinction, but uh, that one is going to definitely be a hard act to follow because they are two of the most incredible athletic professional wrestlers i've ever seen absolutely if anybody hasn't seen kid valiant versus robbie eagles from taking back sunday two like watch that and you you'll see what this kid's capable of because it's nuts yeah, and i say um, kid because he's like literally half my age i'm pretty sure when he was born i was in <laughs> fucking college like <laughs> <laughs> like i I've, I've known kid valiant since his first day of training really so, yeah, like he he trained at the same school that I trained at. So wow. seeing him be able to hold his own against Robbie Eagles, that that was something like special for me. But also, I I know how much it meant to him, and to get that almost tick of approval mm-hmm. from Robbie going into this match, like yeah. the first heavyweight heavyweight championship match mm-hmm. against somebody who's also been to Japan, somebody who's made waves all all over mm-hmm. like Royce is I said Edward Dusk is top five in Australia. Mm-hmm. Royce Chambers also top five mm-hmm. in Australia. Probably like I if we're not counting Robbie, mm-hmm. I'd say that he's Australia's best wrestler. Yeah. Like well, Royce Chambers. I, I suppose you could kind of count Robbie out a little bit just because Robbie's an international wrestler now. He's sort of gone beyond that He's more based in Japan and all that stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, if Robbie's the like crown jewel of Australia, which I mean, there's a lot of arguments to say he is, and I personally think he probably is. You know, like Royce is breathing down his neck. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's how good yep. these guys are. Like, it's crazy. That's that's what excites me about this match is one of the best up and comers versus one of the best established guys in australia yeah yeah and the title or no title that match is going to be a banger but i know having the title at stake is just gonna make them work even harder Mm -hmm. yeah 
It's going to be nuts. No matter what it is, it's going to be a spectacle. You never know. And that's the thing about DMDU. Like, upsets can happen. Crazy things can happen. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, you could be looking at a new heavyweight champion, you know, just the right the right move at the right time, the right thing or whatever, and Kid Valiant's rolling him up and it's over. <laughs> so. That being that being said, if Kid Valiant wins, I think we might need to change the name of the title. Yeah, yeah Kid, Kid Valiant is the most obscure heavyweight I have ever seen. <laughs> Some may call him a junior heavyweight, but uh, hey, it do, it doesn't stipulate how much the weight needs to be. It's a heavyweight yeah. of some type. Yeah, as, as long as you're heavy, heavy for someone. Yeah, <laughs> compared to ants. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but the, he's so talented, man. Uh, are yeah. they opening the show, or we got something else before that? Um. I'm not. I'm not sure the the order of the card. Oh, okay. This uh, is just everything that is everything. Yeah, it's just I'm on the damn new page. I'm just looking at all the oh, announced okay. matches. Um, there's also, uh, I believe it was announced today, Tom Barrett and Mad Dog. Oh, uh, Tom Tom Barrett. He's had he's had a few showings yes, on 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 like our IWTV shows, but he's also been like the king of the dark matches for yeah, us. Okay. Whenever we have the dark matches, Tom Barrett's always out there, cowboy hat on, yeah. just murdering people with lariats. Yeah, he yeah. he hits very hard, but he's up against Mad Dog, who I guarantee hits harder. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Dog is just a mad dog, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't even say how much, like, I mean, is Australian royalty. You know what I mean? Wrestling yeah. royalty, yeah. so... So yeah. it, it it might be a real big opportunity for Tom Barrett, but it's going to be, be a, a big scalp. It'd be a big long scalp. day at the office for him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a huge, huge win that would be for Barrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that, uh, that one it's going to be a real hard hitting heavyweight horse fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like Mad Dog is one of the most incredibly technical wrestlers. I've ever I've ever been in the ring with. I saw that Boston um, crab. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Boston crab. But I've 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 seen him put people in uh, submission holds that I don't even know the names for. Really? Uh, yeah, he's like he he makes his name off hardcore, mm-hmm. off deathmatch. But you can put him up against any of the best technical wrestlers in the world. I guarantee he'd give you a banger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see it and see what else he's got in store. Like mostly all the Mad Dog Eye stuff like I have seen has been deathmatch stuff. So it'd be really interesting to see him just out there, you know, putting putting on moves and Zack Sabre Jr. in it. You know? Yeah, that, that, I'm not the biggest fan of Zack Sabre Jr., but if I were to have one match that I would love to see Zack Sabre Jr. in, it would be against Mad Dog. <laughs> Mad Dog with glass. <laughs> Glass or no glass, like I said, Mad Dog, when he busts out his technical wrestling, it amazes people because someone like Mad Dog, his name is Mad Dog. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't be putting on locks like that. <laughs> yeah, he should just be hitting you in the face with a blunt object. Yeah, he's a student of the game. Yeah, and again, talk about veterans. You're talking about a guy who's toured Japan on multiple occasions, you know, worked out with these guys, you know, uh, toured with them, been in matches with, you know, some of the best in the world. So it's a, it's only natural that he would, you know, 
have an arsenal that people aren't even ready for, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. And then the last match on the list uh, is Alex Cologne coming down to uh-huh. to our, our our little basement, our best kept secret in Melbourne, uh, to try and take my Australian Deathmatch title away from me. And how's that feel? Because you're talking about the man who you know three peated tournament of survival, you know, ultra violent championship uh, winner, just one of widely considered one of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the world. Now you you put it out there, you were up for it, so you're you ready to test yourself. I am. Um... I don't think that there is another time where I would feel as ready as I feel now. Yeah, right. I I, I believe if like we held off until I came back to King, came back from King of the Death, maybe I won't be on the same. I won't have the same momentum that I have now. Mm-hmm. I I think it's it's now now or never thing. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm absolutely ready to test myself. And yeah. Alex has had the three P. Alex has been considered one of the best in the world at, at this, but I am ready to put my name right up there with the best. That's it. And I mean, that's the way to do it. You know what I mean? The only way to become the best is to beat the best. So you got to start testing yourself. You, you know, uh, Joel and I joked about uh, sending the <laughs> the title back, but really, you know, the the point of it is to defend it. You know what I mean? You want to put yourself in those positions as much as you can and carve out your your name in history. You know, yeah. And then yeah. this and is your opportunity to do it. And anti deathmatch party stole that title from me. I I didn't have it for about a month and a half of my life, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't ever want to go that long without that title in my hands ever again. Yeah. Just keep it forever. Eternal yep. champion, Callum Bush. <laughs> that, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. I, I've just gotten it back from them. If Alex thinks that he's going to take it away from me just as I've gotten it back, mm-hmm. couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> you are incorrect, sir. Yep. Exactly. And I mean, you're talking about a guy as well who, you know, it's going to be some wear on the tires. You know, he's been through a lot he's just unfortunately taken a big loss to john wayne murdoch yeah and if you if you consider consider momentum mm-hmm. he Opposite. lost against john wayne murdoch he lost his belt mm-hmm. it's i got, got my belt back mm-hmm. plus he, he went he, and got on a plane for a bazillion hours to get here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it takes like, it takes it there's gonna be there's gonna be jet lag mm-hmm. in play um Alex might think that he has something to prove uh, off the loss mm-hmm. at spring break, but I believe with all of my heart that I have more to prove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're ready. I can see it. Can see Absolutely life. ready. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's going to be so killer, man. I'm so excited for you. I'm so pumped for the show after so long to finally get over and see one live is going to be absolutely nuts. The only death matches I've ever seen live in real life have been in Japan. So this will be my first on, uh, you know, Australian soil. And I'm so excited to see it. Now, before we go, I've got a surprise for you. I'm just going to send this through real quick. I'm just going to hit send. This is coming through to your Instagram account. 
Instagram. We, I can't believe we didn't talk about this because I wanted to talk to you about dread care and going through death matches because this is me. I had this hair for about 10 years. Oh, my God. I also had dreadlocks, people. Like, <laughs> down my back for about 10 years when I was in a metal band. Uh, and keeping them clean and looking after them is not easy, so I can only imagine what it's like with blood and broken glass in them. Yeah, so I, I have a technique of how I how I clean my hair because I, I didn't get my hair done at, like, a stylist or anything. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah, before it went all matted it, like i had really curly hair yeah and i just didn't brush it to the point where like the back of it was all one piece mm-hmm. and then i just got out the scissors made a little cut <laughs> and then terrible. just tore it into okay. the parts that yeah. i like yeah yeah okay um so like it doesn't get loose in the shower or anything but the pain in the ass is trying to clean it i have to lather up so much shampoo yeah and i have to just like squeeze it and roll my hands and massage it I in and it. then three or four washes i'm a mechanic by day yes so i've got oil and just like dirt and stuff from like excavators just all through my hair so jesus yeah it's 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 a a tough one but then yeah and then and then blood and glass on top of that like the glass doesn't just fall out the glass gets stuck in all the different positions after after every single death match probably for about three or four days, I'll just shake my hair. More glass will come out. Oh my God. It'll be littered in the bed. Oh. It feels like, like you go to sleep and you wake up feeling like you're at a beach because it just feels like sand is everywhere. And it's just little bits of glass. This is the sacrifice. But- this is the real ass <laughs> shit. It was hard enough, like living with this hairstyle for 10 years and keeping that clean and stuff. I can only imagine when I cut it off. I can't tell you it was the, maybe the biggest relief of my life. Like my <laughs> my neck felt so light, like I would turn, somebody would go, be like, hey, Rafe, and I would turn, and I'd literally almost give myself whiplash because I was used to carrying around so much weight. Like when I say it was down like to the bottom of my, my back, you know, it was really long dreads, and it was just like, <laughs> like you know, like super aerodynamic head once I cut it off. And so there's times when I miss it a little bit, but the maintenance, man, jeez. Yeah, and I always get questions like, "Oh, doesn't it get hot in the summer?" Yes, blah blah blah. And it's like, sucks. I've I've had it for ten years. I don't know what it feels like without them. So, if if there comes a time where I decide to get the the shears out mm-hmm. and get rid of them, I'll be able to give everyone an answer. But for now, I'm. It's part of it's part of who I am. Like, yeah. It does, it does to... become that. It wasn't until I cut it that I was like, oh, it's such a relief to be rid of it. That said, there were a few moments where I fucking almost snapped. I remember we were on tour. It was actually in Melbourne and it was like a 40 degree day and it was so hot in the venue and it was so long. Like I did sound check and I was just like hanging out and I went for a walk by myself. I was going, going to get some food or something like that. And I walked past a barbershop and I swear I almost walked in and shaved my head right there because it was like <laughs> so hot, you know, but it was like part of the gimmick, brother. Yeah, exactly. It's part <laughs> yeah. of the gimmick. If I, if I shave this off, yeah. I have to get rid of any merch that I've ever sold yeah, and start yeah. fresh because yeah. all, all of my one. merch, is, yeah. all of it's based on the, on the dreadlocks. Like that's all part of it. So. Look, some people yeah. have elaborate costumes. You just need to maintain the hair, so. Yeah, exactly. I, I wear white jeans and I've got a white vest. Yeah, and then you look after the hair. 
So that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the rest is pretty easy. I mean, there's a lot of washing involved with wearing white, but yeah, well, that that reminds me, I've got to get my gear out of the wash because I washed them for the second time to try and get blood stains out. Mm. When I last spoke to you, you had that sussed. So uh, I guess when they get deeper, it gets a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah, it's only been like the past two death matches that I've had that has started, like the blood has stayed very faintly. So it has lasted over a, uh, about a year and two months before it started just yeah. staying. So yeah. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I just got to go go down, get another pair of white jeans, and then I'm set for another year and three months. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the kind of gear you need. That is awesome. Don't thank you for the fashion tips. <laughs> thank you for for the hair. Thank you for your time so late at night. And I'm really looking forward to meeting you in about nine days. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait, man. It's going to be about killer. about time. About finally. fucking time, exactly. So, <laughs> tell the people where to find you on social media, my dude. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. I am Callum Butcher P uh, at Callum Butcher PW, all one word. Uh, on Facebook, I don't use it, but you, if you want to follow my page and get nothing out of it, you can find me at Callum Butcher Dash Pro Wrestler. Or professional wrestler, I'm not sure. That's how much I know about my Facebook. Um, I've still currently got a wrestler merch store. I need to update that. Um, but yeah, if you're Australia based, go to my wrestler merch store. You can find my merchandise there. If you're anywhere else in the world, I have a deathmatch worldwide yeah, yep. store. Um, I I have a shirt up there now. If that does well, I've got more designs ready to go. So if you want more merchandise from me, make sure that you show the support and buy a shirt from Deathmatch Worldwide. Incredible company. I please I, I suggest supporting them. Uh, they, they've been very good to me. Um, very good to, to you as well. And, and very um, good to, yeah. to like Deathmatch Wrestling. Like nobody loves Deathmatch Wrestling more than Corey from Deathmatch Worldwide. It's all run just by him and he puts out all these designs and shirts and looks after the merch store and the majority of the profits go to the wrestlers uh i can't say enough about that company um they've been yeah my longest you know supporter and so yeah, yeah. and any merch i've had from them has been absolutely killer except for the giant pile that now takes up half of Corey's workspace because uh us isn't really shipping to australia so we have what's yeah. referred to as the pile in his house where just when there's designs I like, he just throws them in the corner and then eventually when shipping rebuilds or I get to the US, uh, I get to get all this stuff again. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, other than that, if you want to see uh, me wrestle, I go to IW, IWTV. Mm -hmm. We've already done enough advertisement for them. Mm -hmm. But uh, Deathmatch Down Under on IWTV, I am on pretty much every single show. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I bleed a lot on those shows. Uh, I plan to bleed a lot more. And then, yeah, in August, I will be in the United States. I'll be in Illinois for the Royal Weekend, as they're calling it. I'll be there for King of the Deathmatch, August 19th and 20th. Wow. That's going to be killer. Like, I, yeah. like, yeah, it's it's nuts. So, man, everybody, check out Cal all over social media. Make sure you check out the next shows coming from Deathmatch Down Under. We've got Poor Decisions, which I believe is your birthday. Happy birthday in advance. 
Yes, yes, it is April tenth. Yeah, exactly. Happy birthday. Same time every year, as you said. Uh, and then, <laughs> then we've got not here to fuck spiders two, where Callan defends his Australian deathmatch title against the one and only Alex Cologne. So, dude, thank you so much for your time, and for Callan Butcher, and for Deathmatch Down Under, and for Faces and Feels. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram at FacesFeelsCast, Twitter at FacesFeelsCast, and Facebook at FacesFeelsCast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. Vinyls and violence a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalize Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something.